even though last year, 1981, almost a million and a half home computers had been sold to people in the United States. Susan had never actually seen a home computer except in advertisements. She was pretty sure things would change when everyone had a computer. She just needed to invent a hypothesis about how things would change and then find somebody, more than one person if possible, who was using a computer and test her hypothesis. If everybody had a computer, would people talk to each other anymore? Could a computer be your friend? If you had one, was it like opening a door into another world? She couldn't test those sorts of things, but she could try to measure whether having a computer made a person change, if she could find someone who had a computer. She had gotten special dispensation from father to come home from school later than usual so she could research. He always supported her science projects and had been thinking about getting a computer for his law office. Instead of turning left at the end of the school driveway, she turned right, toward a part of Guthrie she rarely visited, the downtown part with stores, the movie theater, the dairy maid, places other kids talked about between classes, places she had never been or had only been once or twice. Most days, she went straight home to an empty house. Susan's mother left the house every day she was well enough. Mother had meetings of the bridge club, the garden club, the book club, the watercolor club. On Mondays, she volunteered at the hospital. Every afternoon, she stayed away from the house until just before father came home. Then she returned and heated up whatever Juanita, their housekeeper, had left for supper. Father liked the family to be together for supper. Wednesdays, Susan went shopping at the supermarket with Juanita. Aside from that, Susan spent her afternoons home alone. She did homework. She read. She wasn't supposed to watch television after school. Father liked to decide what she could watch. He forbade nighttime dramas like Dallas outlawed any viewing of the new TV station MTV and encouraged her to watch PBS. Sometimes Susan watched afternoon cartoons, even though they were on the forbidden list. She watched MTV, too. The culture there seemed utterly alien. She also spent hours lost in daydreams about all the things she might do if she were someone else. Father called a couple of afternoons a week to make sure she was home, but never on the same days. She couldn't count on his not checking, so she always went home after school. If he ever checked and she wasn't there. Today, with Father's permission, a little adventure. Maybe her quest was futile. Guthrie's public library didn't have many books. Home computers were too new for the library to have books on them, but she didn't care. She'd given herself a gift of time. The public library was in a small, two-story building. It was one place downtown that Susan had been to a lot. Whenever she had a weekend paper for class, her father would drop her off at the library on Saturday and pick her up, or she walked there and back. Father liked it better if he took her, though. He always wanted to know where she was and what she was doing. Mrs. Garrison sat behind the front desk by the door, looming even though she was short, her hair in tight red curls, her glasses thick with black frames. Susan had never seen her smile. 
What are you looking for today, Missy? She asked. Susan smiled, pretended she was mother, who always behaved like a princess in public. Do you have any books about computers? Not a blessed one. Mrs. Garrison pursed her lips. Check the magazines, though. They write more about those infernal machines all the time. Susan went to the periodical section where the most recent issues of magazines were kept. The library had no storage facilities except a shed where older magazines went to wait for the library's annual sale. She grabbed recent issues of Time and Newsweek and took them upstairs to the nonfiction section, which had tables by the windows between tall, heavy bookcases. Susan had a favorite table, the one farthest from the stairs. From there, she could look out at the ocean, imagine her way to the beach.